the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Daily Hope Ministries. Here's Pastor Rick Warren. The Bible says this in Ecclesiastes 4. I've learned why people overwork to succeed. It is because they envy the things their neighbors have. But this is foolishness. If you can get rid of comparing in your life, you can get rid of envy in your life. Every time you compare, you are being set up for envy. So he says, don't compare. Hello, and welcome to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Today, we continue in our series called The Life You Were Meant to Live. In this series, Pastor Rick will help you discover in the scriptures what God had in mind for your life when he quite literally invented you. In just a moment, we're going to tell you about a resource that will help you spend the holiday season expressing gratitude to God and worshiping Him instead of worrying, called the Preparing Your Heart for Christmas Calendar and Devotional Book. To find out more, go to PastorRick.com right now while you listen to today's broadcast. Or just text the word DAILY to 99000. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part two of a message called evicting envy from your heart. Matthew 6, 24, Jesus said, No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Now, notice he says there, you cannot serve both God and money. He doesn't say you should not. He says you can't. You can't have two gods in your life. You can't have two primary goals in your life. You can't serve two different things in your life. You're either going to serve God or you're going to serve money. Now, you can take money out of that equation and put any other word in there and it's still true. You cannot serve God and sex. You cannot serve God and your boyfriend. You cannot serve God and serve being popular. You cannot serve God and status. You cannot serve God. You've got to decide what's the number one goal in your life, to please God and be who he made me to be or to please everybody else and please, and, or please myself. Anything you put before God is called an idol. It makes you an idolater. It makes you commit idolatry because anything that deserves to be in first place is only God. And only God deserves that. And when I put something else there, then all of a sudden I've created a divided allegiance in my life. The Bible says in Luke 9, 62, anyone who lets himself be distracted from the work I plan for him is not fit for the kingdom of God. You know what distracts you from God's plan for your life? Everybody else's plan. Wanting to be like everybody else. If you want to be like everybody else, you will miss the life you were meant to live. The life that God is going to reward you for in heaven according to roles, responsibilities, and rewards. And you're going to miss it if you're envy. It divides your attention. 
Now, why I want to talk about this is because envy is no longer one of the seven deadly sins. Envy is a marketing tool. Today, the entire consumer industry is built on envy. Every single advertisement appeals to envy. If I use this shampoo, people will envy my hair. And if I buy these certain clothes, people will envy the way I look. And if I get this car and I have this certain color uh, credit card, then people are going to envy me because I got the kryptonite credit card. And everybody should envy that I've got the kryptonite credit card. And everything we do is to create envy. And Satan has these tools called catalogs <laughs> that create envy. If truth in advertising really was applied today in magazines, every magazine would be called envy and envier. Because you look at the, could I be, look at those legs. Look how thin her arms are. Look how silky her hair is. And, and on and on and on. And every People magazine is really an envy magazine. Do you really need to know about them? What's so fascinating about somebody else's shallow, pathetic little life? Every... Every minute you spend envying somebody else's life is a, a minute you are wasting of your own life. You are wasting the life God gave you while you're trying to live somebody else's life. That ain't going to happen. Envy is far more destructive than you realize. It denies my uniqueness and it divides my attention. Number three, it wastes my time and energy. Envy wastes my time and energy. Because you're spending all your time trying to keep up with the Joneses, trying to keep up with other people instead of focusing on the life God intended for you to live. And you are always got your eyes on other people instead of got your eyes on the Lord. And you look around, and the more you look around, you go, I've got to have that. I've got to have that. They just upgraded their front of their house. We got to upgrade the front of our house. They, he just got a new car. I got to get a new car. He just got some cool new sunglasses. I got to get those cool new sunglasses. I've got to have that. And it creates this competitive spirit. And our society is rife with envy. The consumer economy is built on envy. And it's all around us. The other, the other day, I was flipping channels. And there was this show on TV. And I, I watched this thing for a little bit, and I'm going, these gowns are outrageously expensive. And I'm going, all this is, is creating enormous discontent in young girls, or any woman, who's get, about to get married. Because she's thinking, i got to have a dress like that, but I can't afford that dress. So my wedding isn't going to be as happy, because I can't afford that enormously expensive dress. And you think everything has to be just like they show you on TV, or your wedding isn't going to be romantic, and isn't going to be what, it, what you think it ought to be. And then what should be a primary source of happiness in your life becomes... A little tinged with disappointment because you can't afford it. And while I'm on it, let me mention another thing. <laughs> Kids' parties are out of control. They're just out of control. Okay, now here, 
Little Susie, who's two years old, mom brings in a brass band and Disneyland. Okay, now, it's bad for the kid. That kid is two years old, doesn't need a party that big. Does not need it. It's not just bad for the kids because it's overspoiling them. It's bad for the parents because now Billy's mom's going, we're going to outdo that one. And then, you know, Chloe's mom's going, we're going to outdo that one. And all of a sudden, what should be a happy time, a birthday party for a little kid, turns into a competitive sport. The second half of today's study is coming up, so stay with us. If you'd like to connect with Rick, just go to PastorRick.com and click on his social media links. While you're there, be sure to sign up for his free daily email devotional. And if you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has touched your life, you can email him at rick at pastorrick.com. It's easy to get so caught up in getting ready for Christmas that we forget the real reason for the season. We can even miss out on the true joy of Christmas. And that's why Pastor Rick created the Preparing Your Heart for Christmas calendar and devotional book. The calendar has 25 individual doors. You'll open one door each day to reveal an inspirational word and Bible verse. Then you just turn to the corresponding page in the companion book and read the short spiritual growth devotional. It only takes a few minutes to read the Bible verse in devotion. It's Pastor Rick's hope that this resource will help you spend the holiday season expressing gratitude to God and worshiping Him instead of worrying. Don't miss the miracle of Jesus this Christmas. Get your copy of the Preparing Your Heart for Christmas calendar and devotional. There's still time to get yours, so don't wait. Quantities are limited, so act now. Call 800-600-5004 to get yours, or you can visit PastorRick.com. That's 1-800-600-5004 or PastorRick.com. Once again, here's Rick. Kids' parties are out of control. They're just out of control. Okay, now here, little Susie, who's two years old, mom brings in a brass band and Disneyland. Okay, now, it's bad for the kid. That kid is two years old, doesn't need a party that big. Does not need it. It's not just bad for the kids, because it's overspoiling them. It's bad for the parents, because now Billy's mom's going, we're going to outdo that one. And then, you know... Chloe's mom's got, we're going to outdo that one. And all of a sudden, what should be a happy time, a birthday party for a little kid, turns into a competitive sport. Am I getting through today? Okay. So it wastes your time and energy. Now, I've been picking on some of you ladies, but guys, those of you who are in business, do you know that the source of workaholism is envy? The reason you work so hard is because you go, I got to have that and that and that, and I got to have all these different toys. And you go out and you buy a house you really can't afford, and then you have to hustle to make ends meet to pay for it. The Bible says this in Ecclesiastes 4. I've learned why people work so hard. That work so hard, he's talking about workaholism here. I've learned why people overwork to succeed. It is because they envy the things their neighbors have. But this is foolishness. It's like chasing the wind. In other words, you can never catch up. Here's someone who lives alone. He's talking about a single guy. Here's somebody who lives alone. He has no child or no brother, no family. 
Yet he is always working, 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 never satisfied with what he has. Yet he never asks, for whom am I working so hard? This is useless and a miserable way to live. Envy destroys joy. Number four. The fourth thing it does is it leads to every other sin. You probably haven't realized this, but the Bible tells us that envy is a root of every other sin. I see it and I want it. I want what you have and I don't want you to have it. And I want you to be hurt because you have it. It leads to every other sin. It can destroy everything and everyone around you. James 3.16. For wherever there is envy and rivalry, it could be in a home, it could be an office, it could be in a church. Wherever there's envy and rivalry, there will also be confusion, unrest, disharmony. I love this amplified. And every kind of evil. Circle that. Every kind of evil. Can envy cause a person to lie? Yes. Can envy cause a person to steal? Yes. Can envy cause a person to murder? Yes. The Bible is full of examples. Cain killed his brother Abel out of envy. Joseph's brothers sold Joseph into slavery out of envy. Saul tried to kill David multiple times out of envy. In fact, Saul tried to kill his own son, Jonathan, out of envy. Do you know why Jesus was crucified on the cross? It tells us twice in the scripture. It was for envy that the priest took him to Pilate to be arrested. Envy put Jesus on the cross. The religious leaders were envious of his popularity. We got to get rid of this guy. He's too popular. He's got too much power. He's got too much influence. The Bible says it was for envy he was put on the cross. It caused the crucifixion of a lot of people over history. People who had done anything wrong, but people were envious. I just read recently about a mom of a teenage girl who was a cheerleader in Texas, and she paid a hitman to kill another teenage cheerleader who was in competition with her daughter. It's all over. Envy infects everything in our lives. When you are green with envy, you are ripe for trouble. So how do I get envy out of my life? How do I eradicate it? How do I eliminate it? How do I evict it out of my, the home of my heart? Well, we're gonna look at that. But let me just say this. At the heart of the problem is a problem of the heart. Envy is a heart problem. It is actually a problem of worship. You are worshiping the wrong things. Anytime you envy, you have gotten your worship misguided. Because envy is a form of worship. It says, I desire that, I want that, I, I love that. It's what I wanna live for, I wanna live for that. That's called worship. Anytime you wanna live for something and you say, I've gotta have that, you are worshiping it. And as I said, anytime that item happens to not be God, it becomes an idol. A boat can be an, act, an idol of worship. A career can be an idol of worship. A boyfriend can be an idol of worship. A girlfriend, anything could be an idol of worship. So the heart of the problem is the problem of the heart. And I have to ask myself, if I'm going to eliminate envy, what am I worshiping? Am I worshiping God and his grace in my life? Or am I worshiping what I want 
from other people. I wish I had that. I wish I could be that. I wish I could do that. I wish I had those talents. You got to get back to the heart of worship because envy reveals what you're truly worshiping. In Matthew chapter 20, Jesus tells a story that gives us the tips, gives us the keys, gives us the solutions to overcoming envy in our lives. Let me read this story to you. It's here on the screen, Matthew chapter 20. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who owns some land. One morning, he went out very early to hire people to work in his vineyard. The owner agreed to pay the workers a dollar for working that full day. That was a standard thing, a dollar for a day, a denarius a day. Then he sent them in the vineyard to work. About nine o'clock, the owner went out to the marketplace and saw people standing there doing nothing. So he said, if you'll go work in my vineyard, I'll pay you too what your work is worth. No, he doesn't tell them how much. He just said, I'll pay you what your work is worth. So these people also went to work in the vineyard. About 12 o'clock and again at three o'clock, the owner went out and did the same thing, hiring more workers. Finally, about five o'clock, the owner went to the marketplace one last time and he saw others standing there and he, he asked, why did you stand here all day doing nothing? And they said, because no one gave us a job. And the man said, then, then you can go and work in my vineyard too. Now at the end of the day, the owner of the vineyard said to his supervisor, call all the workers and pay them. But start with the last people I hired and end with those I hired first. Now when the workers who were hired at five o'clock came to get their pay, each of them received a full dollar. So when the workers hired first came to get their pay, they assumed they'd be paid more than the late workers. But each one of them also received one dollar. Now when they were paid, they, they complained to the landowner. Those guys you hired last only worked for an hour. But you paid them the same as you paid us who worked hard all day in the hot sun. The vineyard owner said, friend, I'm being fair to you. You agreed to work for a dollar. So take your pay and go. I mean, what is it to you if I want to give the men hired last the same pay that I gave you? What's it to you? Can't I not do whatever I want with my own money? Why are you envious? Because I am generous to others. Why are you envious? Because I am generous to others. Now Jesus concluded the story saying, so those who have the last place now will have the first place in the future. And those who have the first place now will be given last place in the future. Now this story is filled with spiritual truth. I don't have time to pull out all the implications of it, but I want us to look at it from the angle that Jesus is talking about here. Why are you envious because I'm generous to others? And in this story, he tells us, gives an example of the four things you have to do to eradicate, to eliminate, to evict envy from your heart. Here they are, number one. Never compare myself to others. That's the starting point. Never compare myself <coughs> to others. Now comparing is the root of all envy. 
If you can get rid of comparing in your life, you can get rid of envy in your life. Every time you compare, you are being set up for envy. So he says, don't compare. Never compare yourself. The problem with these guys, uh, the Bible tells us in Matthew 20, verse 9 and 10, those hired last came up and were each given a dollar. And when those who were hired first saw that, they assumed they'd get far more. Circle the word saw that. That was the source. They were comparing. They saw that other people were getting the same amount that they were getting for a different amount of work. They shouldn't have been watching. Anytime you compare, you're setting yourself up for envy. And the Bible tells us, don't do this. Don't compare yourself. Now, here's the problem. Comparing is our favorite indoor sport. We do it all the time in every way. We compare everything. We compare how we look, our size, our shape, our color, how we talk, our intelligence. We compare our families, our kids, our husbands, our wives. We compare our jobs. We compare talent. We compare literally everything. We compare lawns. We compare dishes. We compare literally everything. You know, in, in baseball, there is a statistic for everything. So everybody can be number one in something. They compare every, it's like in the movie industry. This last year, the movie industry made somewhere around 8,000 movies in the world. And the movie industry gives itself about 5,000 awards. So everybody gets, you talk about a self-congratulatory industry. Everybody gets an award. This is the best at this. This is the best at that. This is the best at this. And it's constant comparing. Now, God warns about the foolishness of you comparing yourself to anybody else. Really, you can't do it because you are unique. It's like comparing submarines and tangerines. They sound alike, but they're different. And you're not like anybody else. So every time you compare yourself, God says, that's foolish. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you've missed any part of this broadcast, including portions we didn't have time for today, just go to PastorRick.com and listen online anytime. Rick will be back in just a moment with a final word of encouragement, so please stay with us. It's easy to get so caught up getting ready for Christmas that we forgot the real reason for the season. We can even miss out on the true joy of Christmas. And that's why Pastor Rick created the Preparing Your Heart for Christmas calendar and devotional book. The calendar has 25 individual doors. You'll open up one door each day to reveal an inspirational word and Bible verse. Then you just turn the corresponding page in the companion book and read the short spiritual growth devotional. It only takes a few minutes to read the Bible verse and devotion. It's Pastor Rick's hope that this resource will help you spend the holiday season expressing gratitude to God and worshiping Him instead of worrying. Don't miss the miracle of Jesus this Christmas. Get your copy of the Preparing Your Heart for Christmas calendar and devotional. Call 800-600-5004 to get yours. Or you can visit PastorRick.com. That's 1-800-600-5004 or PastorRick.com. Here's Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. Hi, everybody. Today I want to share a note that we received from Darren. He wrote me, he calls Daily Hope his morning cup of God (laughs) because it helps him stay focused on God throughout the day. Darren wrote me this. 
He said, Pastor Rick, I thank God for Daily Hope. I support Daily Hope because Christ Hope is for me and in me, and I support it because it sends Christ's message to people all over the world. He wrote, I've, you know, I've dealt with my share of demons in my life. I've had cancer, huge financial losses, addictions, permanent disability, chronic pain, and depression. But Daily Hope gets me going in the morning. It's like a cup of coffee for me. But if I haven't had my cup of God in the morning, then I feel like I'm less able to pass on the good news to others. So thank you, Pastor Rick. (laughs) You know, Daily Hope helps people like Darren get their lives back on track because it connects them not just with God, but with God's Word. And it is so important for each of us to spend time with God and in God's Word every day. So I want to encourage every one of you to make a daily habit of opening the Bible. Sit down and open the Bible. You may open it on an iPad or on your phone, but open the Bible to see what God says about how we're meant to live. God bless you, everybody. If you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has blessed you, you can write him at rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and your generous financial support. Attention small business owners. If you operate a retail business and are looking... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.